1: To another episode of Beauty Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Day, and CEO of Beauty Boss Network, your go to resource to find everything that you need to break out, to ball out, and to blossom into the Beauty Boss of your dreams. Beauty
2: Boss
1: Network. In honor of our official launch, I guess it's only appropriate to go ahead and announce that on August 6th in Dallas, Texas, we are throwing our official launch party. You're invited. So go ahead and mark your calendar to join us for a Beauty Boss brunch party featuring an inspiring Beauty Boss panel with some swag, raffle prizes, bottomless pink mimosas, some brunch bites, and a bomb group of Beauty Bosses to network with. Details about the launch party are available on our website, www.beautybossnetwork.com, or you can email your questions to buzz at beautybossnetwork.com. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> OMG, use <you's> a bomb. <laughs>
3: Beauty Boss Network. Come on, slay, boss.
1: Today's guest is none other than the beauty and fashion industry veteran, Miley Pacheco, B-Glam's ethnically diverse female founder. An expert makeup artist by trade, Pacheco's proclivity for customer service and sales drove her success into a management role at MAC Cosmetics for over seven years. While there, she also held roles in corporate sponsorship and marketing before launching the company's first ever artist relations specialist division. And after pioneering this division for MAC, Pacheco disrupted the beauty industry once again by pairing the hair and makeup freelance industry with a new on-demand distribution model. It empowered the predominantly female entrepreneurial industry with a new pipeline for business while democratizing looking and feeling beautiful for the everyday busy woman with convenient at-home beauty services at affordable prices. As founder of B-Glam, Pacheco plays a pivotal role in brand creative direction, long-term business strategy, Strategy and execution, including scaling the company to 23 markets nationwide in two short years. And as subject matter expert in the industry, Miley is currently an advisory board member with prestigious makeup schools such as Makeup Designery, also known as MUD, Elegance International, Hollywood School of Professional Makeup, and Elle Makeup Institute in Las Vegas. It is no secret that this woman is the definition of a beauty boss with a broad range of experience in the industry and an undeniable knack for making it explode. I'm so excited to have Miley on today's podcast to offer a completely new perspective than we've ever had on the show.
4: I'm Miley Pacheco. (laughs) I have the nickname of Smiley Miley. People say that they see me with with a smile on my face all the time. It's the first thing that I put on in the morning. (laughs) It's a smile. Um, I've been in the beauty industry for about... 13 years, which seems like a long time. Um, I started out as a model and working with a big, big hair company, Redken, and then moving on to other companies as well, and traveling and doing education with them. So I got my feet wet in the beauty industry really early on. Um, And then switching gears and doing more of behind the camera, started doing makeup when I was 19. Um, working as a stock person and a cashier at a Mac store in Beverly Hills. So I started completely from the bottom in the beauty industry. Um, And I just had this love for doing makeup. And I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to go into cosmetology school and learn how to do makeup. Professionally and my high school advisor told me that nobody can make a career off of doing makeup. Don't waste my time I had really good grades in school. She's like you're gonna waste away all of your education to go and do makeup It's not realistic. So I wish I could go back to her now and tell her look at me now
1: I love how Miley really came from such humble beginnings and really climbed her way to the top and what's really truly awesome is that it it doesn't matter what anybody said. You know, she didn't let anybody get in the way. She knew what her dream was. She knew she was going to chase it. And it shows that passion and that tenacity really shows and for her it showed so much so that the leading cosmetic brand in the industry really took her and developed her because they saw something in her
4: MAC took me under their wing, they fast tracked me I ended up creating a new department for MAC about four years into my career with them called Artist Relations Specialist and I targeted uh, corporate sponsorships and partnerships for the entertainment industry so some of the first clients that I had worked with was Celine Dion Elton John, Shania Twain, Gladys Knight, um, did education with Cirque du Soleil. Mac had the account before I came along. Um, some really heavy hitters. Then moving back to, and this was in Las Vegas, and then I moved back to Los Angeles and started working more in TV, award shows, pro dance teams, and I would do makeup education with the performers. I would work with celebrity makeup artists and product placement for MAC. And um, if if the celebrity didn't have a makeup artist, I would work with them as well, doing everything from designing their looks for it tour or showing them new products and how to use them. Um, so it was really fun. I absolutely loved it and had a great time.
1: So if that doesn't show you what believing in yourself can do for you and how far it can take you, I don't know what else does. I mean, from this working in the stock room to working with celebrities, it just goes to show what consistency, hard work, and passion can do. And Miley is just a living example of that. So if you're out there and you're just really feeling like, man, like, I'm just, I'm Working from the bottom of the totem pole here, there's just no way that could ever be me. I mean, look at the people around you, like Miley, that have been there that have done it, that have lived it, and you know, and what she's been able to turn it into. And so I was really curious how you're going from basically like hitting the jackpot. you're working in a role that you created for yourself called artist relations, where you're doing product development with celebrities and working with celebrities and award shows, like just about every makeup artist's dream, right to now spinning into a completely new role and starting the number one mobile beauty app. Like, how does that happen? So I was curious what inspired that idea.
4: I met a friend who was complaining about finding a good hairstylist and makeup artist and I just started using Uber, the on-demand car service that everyone knows and loves now and a light bulb moment went off and, and I thought to myself, somebody needs to create an Uber for hair makeup artist and at the time I had a ton of friends who were professional stylists and artists and I was connecting them to clients and photographers and celebrities and they were making a ton of money off of the job that I was hooking them up with and out of the goodness of my heart I was being super supportive But part of me thought, how do I monetize this? And um, so it really was to, of course, bring a convenient service, hair and makeup, in the home or hotel room for our clients. Um, But it really was to empower all of my stylist friends and uh, allow them to kind of be their own boss and build their own business as an independent freelancer and monetize their passion and put their skills to work and to use and, and really help them create supplemental income for themselves
1: literally such a brilliant idea. Like, it's one of those ideas where you're like, oh, I wish I thought of that, and then I could be a millionaire. Like, do you ever have one of those? I have those ideas, like random inventions, but none of them are as brilliant as being the Uber of hair and makeup. Anyway, back to the topic. I just, like, clearly several people feel that way, and since Miley launched Be Glam, there's been several competitors that have hit the market and other competitors um, in that same Glam app space yet VGLAM still is the number one, and it's scaled the fastest, it's grown the fastest, it's most consistent, um, and, and it's just really clearly blowing all of its competitors out of the water. So I was really curious how Miley and VGLAM stay at the top and how they continue to innovate.
4: I think that comes from a scrappy mentality of, like, growing up, I had four sisters, we had a big family, and we were always pretty much strapped for cash and constantly moving around, and so you, you always had to figure things out and And kind of have that mentality of if we don't do this no one's going to do it for us and I did go to college I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandise in Los Angeles and I was a product development major back when I went to school there they didn't have a beauty marketing major Um, so it did teach me a lot about when you create something whether it's a product or a design or um, any service actually anything that you want to create how do you find your core demographic how do you market your product how do you get to your consumer your target demographic um, so I learned a lot of that through their school but then you still kind of have to have that entrepreneurial mindset I feel like I know a lot of people who have gone to school and they graduated with honors and they're still trying to figure it out um, and I just think that I, I've always had the mentality of I can do anything And I think that's why I just continue to keep driving forward um, With some of my ideas and some of them work out and some of them don't and when you land on that really good one And it, it starts everything to starts falling in place for you um, Then you it's real and then you feel like okay I've, I've got this let's just continue going in this direction because this was working Let's put this one behind us because it wasn't um, and the the business savviness definitely came from working with Mac in that corporate environment. They're very buttoned up, they're owned by Estee Lauder, and they, they um, you know, the, the training that they put you through is just impeccable, and I mean, learning everything from typing out a professional email, and uh, those little things that, had I not had that formal training, I don't think I would be as put together as I am now when it comes to business etiquette so thank you for that um, but yeah it's kind of a mentality that you have to have it's, it's not something that could be taught or learned it's really um, a mentality and my mentality is to always just go for it
1: go for it girl Walter told me to say that <laughs> Walter's rooting for you Miley so am I though <laughs> My head. It's that time for
2: a beauty blooper brought to you by CelebrityScience.com, making you the leading brand in your category Hi, my name is Tanji and my beauty blooper wasn't exactly mine. It happened to someone else I was on vacation with my family in DC and we were riding in the double-decker buses on like a tour of the city And so we were on the top of the double-decker bus and we pull um near the Potomac River, and as we're going over the bridge, the tour guide tells everyone, okay, guys, take off your glasses and your shades and your hats because it gets really windy over this bridge, and so we're like, okay, okay, yeah, whatever, and so he goes into his spiel over the history of the Potomac River, and the next thing I know, I see something brown floating in the air, and then I see this woman, like, reaching her hands in the air, and I realize that her wig flew off, and then it didn't really fly away, it just, like, hovered over over the bus and so she's trying to grab it and her husband was trying to grab it but it was too high no one could actually reach it and she was really really embarrassed and it ended up flying into the river and then she just had to ride the rest of the day with a wig cap just sitting on her head so ladies out there who wear wigs always be sure to secure your wig so it doesn't fly off whenever you ride in the bus And another thing that happened is I was at Six Flags with my family recently, and we were on a roller coaster, and I hate mascara. I really don't like wearing mascara, and so I prefer to just wear, like, a natural-looking pair of fake eyelashes. And for some reason, I decided to use my lashes from the night before when I had already went out instead of using a fresh new pair. And I guess I didn't put enough lash glue or something. I don't know, but as we... um, we were like ascending and you know, your heart's racing and all that stuff and then the next thing I know when the roller coaster descends, like one of my eyelashes like flipped up and then and then it like but I didn't know. And so I'm just like, Woo, waving my hands in the air, like I just don't care and then you get to the part where they're like, hey, do you wanna buy your photo? And then in my photo, my eyelash was just like flipped up and like dangling off. So I ended up having to take off my eyelashes for the rest of the day. And so I look just busted walking around the amusement park. So always wear a fresh, clean pair of fake eyelashes with a good adhesive or you're gonna be looking crazy at Six Flags. I'm Tanji, and those are my beauty losers. Be a boss. I think it's amazing. Like you do, you have to go for it.
1: And it's, you know, it is easier said than done though is the thing. It's so easy to say like, just go for it. But We all are scared. We all have fear. And that holds so many of us back. Like, how many of you are listening to this podcast right now and you know there's something that you need to go for, something that's calling you to go out there and chase your dream, but you're afraid? Well, that's natural. Everybody's afraid. So on one hand, like, you have to go for it. On the other hand, you're freaking out on the inside. But I think that's what fear is. My mom used to tell me that fear could mean one of two things. Fear could mean either fear everything and run. That's one acronym, or feel everything and rise, and that is what the truly successful people do is they harness that fear and recognize that that's just a sign that they are onto something great, and they embrace it, and they love on it, and they use that as fuel to chase what they want even harder and smarter, and so, you know, I love Miley because she talks about that. It's, while she goes for it, it doesn't mean she doesn't have those quiet moments where she's really scared,
4: too. I'm scared shitless half the time. (laughs) I think the fear settles in when when I am alone and I'm going, okay, I need to do this, but I'm afraid if I don't do it properly, it's not going to work out. Uh, I can say that I'm not afraid of rejection. I'm not. Whether it's pitching to a large company uh, an idea or um, going out to find uh, new new talent, new hairstylists and makeup artists and hitting them up on Instagram through a DM and, and not being afraid of them going, oh no, I don't want to work with your company or going, oh my gosh, this is so great, I'd love to chat. You just never know what's going to come out of it. And just having no fear of rejection and no Um, No wall up really Um, and then learning how to bounce back too from from that rejection I think if I carried that fear with me, I probably wouldn't do a lot of the things that I've done so far and uh, Kind of put the fear in my back pocket and I worry about it later and there's always hard times You know there's things that don't work out and I beat myself up for it and and then I always feel like okay I could have done this better, but I've recently been kind of thinking about how you reform that type of fear and that that pain into progression and really taking that and going, it didn't work out for me. And instead going, okay, I learned a lesson there. Let's not do that again. And let's do it, let's try it again, but differently. Um, So the fear is definitely there. But it's how you uh, manage yourself, really, with that fear.
1: And, you know, it never really gets easier. Like, fear doesn't go away. It doesn't get better. You just get smarter, you know. And you just continue to learn and grow and roll with the punches because you've got this track record of success behind you that drives you to continue to grow your business as you grow as a person. And, you know, Miley can really speak to that, too, because, I, you know, you're not a startup anymore as she's three years into this company and it's well on its way and it's easy to think, oh, if I only had this much more, I would be set and I would be successful and I could just coast,
4: right? But it, it actually doesn't get any easier. It's actually harder. There's more expectation. I think when, when I first started beglam and BeGlam's my first company, hopefully there'll be many more, um, There, I felt like a pea in a large pod, and again, not knowing where it was gonna go and how big we could be, and not really having a clear direction. I just knew that I wanted to create the service and put people to work, and um, you kind of feel like every day is a day at school. Everything that you do, whether it's new, old, or you're used to doing it, feels brand new. And surrounding myself with good people, and people smarter than me was a good move because I learned a lot from them. Um, And that's uh, something that I would highly recommend doing, is surrounding yourself around people that uh, either know more about one thing that you don't know or are, confident in you and what you do know because they will empower you to stay on track. I love that advice. If there is
1: one thing you take away from this podcast, it should be just that. You have to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. If you are the sharpest tool in the toolbox or the brightest crayon in the Crayola box, honey, you are in the wrong box and you need to find yourself a new one and get around people that are smarter than you. Point blank period. You are the sum average of the seven people you hang out with the most, and so they better be elevating you. And if not, you're just staying stagnant and you're not doing yourself any justice. And I so passionately believe that. And Miley couldn't have said it any better um, because that is so key to your success. Like, you have to continuously. Seek out relationships and people who inspire you, that motivate you, that put new ideas into your head, or find out new, easier ways for you to do things so that you can put new things onto your plate to create more opportunities for yourself. I mean, the the list is endless. So if you really, truly want to be successful, you have to get around people who are smarter, and then the
4: success will come. It's funny. You just don't think about success as... Um as money or as popularity. It it really is whatever you value success to be and I feel successful in my relationships with my friends, my family, everybody that we work with and and to me that's success. So whether it was three years ago when I didn't have a company or now sitting here and and managing a multi-million dollar company. Success to me still means the same thing. And uh, I I think it's kind of funny when people consider or they actually start their question out. You're so successful now. And I'm like, really? Because it still feels like I'm working just as hard as I used to.
1: (laughs) I love that. It's so true. Like I said earlier, you guys, it never gets easier. You just get better. As your business grows, so do your problems. <laughs> I mean, it's all relative, right? Um, but again, it's always worth it because you're doing what you love at the end of the day. And building a business that you love is so incredibly important. Um, and I can really attest to that firsthand, knowing what it's like to build something that you're not particularly fond of. So, you know, it's all about living a business that makes you happy at the same time. And that's really what success is at the end of the day. It's not only having a, success, a successful Business, but a successful business that you enjoy that allows you to live a life that you really truly love. Social media game strong. So all my beauty bosses whose social media could use a little improvement, then you need to download our social media maven pack. This social media bundle gives give you the insight you need to grow your following and gets you everything you need to grow your social media. So head on over to beautybossnetwork.com so that you can get your social media game strong.
3: Be a boss.
1: So, it's about that time. I'm curious to know, Miley, what is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Uh,
4: Aside from eyebrows are sisters and not twins, (laughs) um, best advice I've ever been given is um, to go for it, go for it. Both of my parents uh, have always been entrepreneurs in their own right. Um, Not necessarily on starting their own companies, but from being self-managed and put in an adverse situation and coming out on top and having that scrappy mentality and my mom, I could even envision my mom saying this, just go for it, just go for it and I don't know what that means half the time but you can apply it to anything um, so that would be probably the best advice I'd gotten growing up is just just go for it
1: Yes, go get them girl, that's always good advice and then on the flip side we've all gotten some bad advice once or twice in our life so I'm curious, what's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten?
4: Uh, worst advice could also be go for it (laughs) because you don't know if something's going to work out and and so then you think oh I'll just go for it because I could do anything and then you go for it and it doesn't work out I don't know. I don't think that there's any advice that's, that's a worse piece of advice. You know, you live and you learn, and you find out what works for you. And, and uh, I think there's things that I would do differently. I don't have any regrets. But I feel like now, kind of learning more and more about being an entrepreneur and managing yourself, there's a lot that goes into that that I didn't know before. And um, there's really no bad advice. <laughs> I don't know about that one.
1: <laughs> I've definitely gotten some bad advice in my time. Like definitely don't do don't do drugs kids. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, go for it. it can equally sometimes be as bad if you don't pair that go get 'em attitude with a fair amount of preparation and, you know, just really thoroughly thinking things through kind of like Miley said, which which I love. So go for it and go for it in the smartest way possible people Um, what I also think is really interesting is once you really get going with a business it's so important to not find yourself getting burnt out and and not losing sight of why you started and what your why is and I think that taking the time to really reflect and have an attitude of gratitude is key to staying inspired and in love with your life and in love with what you're doing
4: something that's really rewarding at the end of the day of everything that we do whether it's for others or for self um, i feel very very rewarded when i hear stories from our be glam makeup artists or hairstylists that say how much be Glam'd has helped them out not just uh, financially but also in their professional development and career there was um, a hairstylist that had started freelancing with be glam a couple of years ago she uh, was in a really hard place with her parents. Her mom had just been diagnosed with cancer. She couldn't afford to get her own apartment, and her and her boyfriend started getting into more of a serious situation with their relationship, and she wanted to take that to the next level, but she couldn't afford to live on her own. She had to live with her her parents, and, you know, she was like, I'm so excited to work with BGLAMD. I'm hoping that I can make a lot of money through you guys, and, and um, she ended up, in about six months, moved out of her house, bought herself a new car, and uh, has a much better relationship with her parents now, and she's able to take care of them um, and still step out of it and be her own self. Uh, that's really re- rewarding, is knowing that we're able to have an impact on others. And again, she's a hard worker. She helped us out just as much as we helped her out. And it's it's really rewarding to hear those kinds of stories. Um, Especially when, you know, the intention is is self development overall, whether it's professionally or personally, things like that really strike home for me. And I'm glad that we can be here to support the industry, to support others and create this community of of people who are, are dedicated and willing to work and also it's having a huge impact on their personal life as well.
1: And it's definitely really easy when you get Rewarding messages like that to start to sip your own Kool Aid and you know, you start reading your own headlines. And they always say, never read your own headlines because then you start to get complacent and you stop pushing yourself forward. So, you know, while it's great to feel that, you know, reward and that warmth of the hard work that you put in, it's also equally as important to not let that get to your head so that you can. continue to push yourself forward and I was curious what pushes Miley forward to continue to grow the business to the next level
4: I would say the biggest driving force would be to not settle for complacency and to keep things moving forward I'm constantly seeking not change but something new it's the new adventure it's the unknown. It's like getting on a plane to go across the world and do a safari and you really don't know how it's going to be. You just hear it's going to be amazing. Um, and I i like the new and I like the adventures and I like the change. And I feel when things are complacent in my life, I, I jump to make those changes. And that's kind of what keeps me moving forward is don't don't settle for less. Don't settle for complacency and uh, just keep things new and fresh and innovative and Exciting. Keep everything exciting.
1: And I think a big piece of not getting complacent is, again, continuing to surround yourself by others and, and putting yourself in a space to receive new ideas and information from people from different areas of life that have different insight to offer. And so, that said, when it comes to opening the doors to, to meeting other people, what's the first thing that you notice?
4: I feel like everybody does this is a handshake. The very first time I meet somebody, whether it's in a corporate setting, or at an event, or a party, or you meet someone on the elevator, I always reach my hand out and shake their hand, and I take a note of how firm the handshake was and if they made eye contact. And those two things to me are really important when I first meet somebody. Secondarily, if it's someone that's being introduced to me, or they're coming to me, and they want to potentially work with me, or they're a friend of a friend, and we're just meeting, and we don't know what's going to come out of the conversation, um, I, I look for personality, and what strikes me is somebody who has just a good energy and a good aura, um, and who's confident in themselves, but not overconfident, because, of course, that can also work against you. but. Um, the first appearance means means everything to me. Whether it's their tone of voice, or making eye contact, or having that engagement, and when I'm talking, if they're if I feel they're actually listening, because um, I will always reciprocate it. I am very very. Um, uh, in when I'm in the conversation I'm making eye contact I'm responding I'm listening I'm giving you feedback on what you just said or or really being being in the conversation is really important to me
1: duly noted I'm going to make sure to get an extra firm grip next time I'm shaking somebody's hand That's really not funny though. On the real, it is definitely a sign of somebody's confidence level when you have a nice, good handshake, so definitely go at it with confidence Um, so you can make a good first impression on somebody like Miley. And if you wanna know how to not make a good impression on somebody like Miley, then by all means do this. One of my biggest
4: pet peeves is when somebody asks me a question. And before I'm done responding they're talking over me or they're on to the next thing it makes me feel like they didn't really care about the answer they just wanted to get their question out and uh, to me it's it's disrespectful but it's also it tells me a lot about who I'm talking to if they actually care if they're present in the conversation and um, I've recently been compared to a hummingbird like my mind just goes like this and I'm all over the place and when I, I, I talk to others who are like that too but I can tell if they're really interested in what I have to say uh, from the eye contact and from the engagement of the conversation Um, but it's a big pet peeve of mine when someone asks a question and then they immediately start talking over before I've even gotten my point out whether it's long-winded or a short answer um, it's it's really disrespectful
1: yeah I'm gonna have to agree with that one that's such a networking no-no like I feel like sometimes people just want to hear themselves talk or they're trying to sell themselves too much, so they feel like they need to get a word in. And to me, I just feel like it's a true sign of somebody's—what they're really trying to get out of a introduction or a conversation when all they— want to do is talk about themselves you know and it's really about getting to know people and um, that's something that I really learned from one of the top networking gurus is stop trying to talk about yourself so much and like genuinely be interested in learning about other people and you can't do that if you're constantly cutting them off and not hearing what they have to say and really taking it in and taking note and clicking save on that information that they're giving you you know and I feel like sometimes it's just small talk and it kind of goes in one ear and out the other and then you're never really forming true relationships. And that's not networking. That's not building a relationship. That's just cutting people off. And that's definitely a peeve of mine too. And another big peeve is that creative block that I face whenever um, I just feel like I can't I'm just blocked from ideas from motivation inspiration to drive my business forward and I think it's something that we all face is that burnout and so I was curious to know how
4: Miley deals with that there is definitely a burnout and I I feel it when I travel a lot I mean just going from city to city in different climates your body is exhausted being on the airplane the air that's pumped through those vents is so terrible for you I always feel crappy getting off the airplane and nine times out of ten I'm getting off the airplane and going straight to a meeting or straight to an event or I'm dropping my stuff up at the hotel and then going out so it can be really tough and it, it definitely takes a toll on my body. Um, sleep is probably one of the most undervalued things in my life I I value it I don't get enough of it but when I do I feel so refreshed and I go oh my gosh I got at least six hours of sleep it was amazing Um, and then sometimes you just feel like I can't get out of bed today and just really exhausted and when you've got people expecting things from you or uh, places that you need to be you just have to get up and go and you don't really think about how tired you are Um, um, until you hit the bed at the end of the night and you knock out within seconds and you I still have makeup on and I didn't change my clothes yet and I wake up, where am I, what city am I in? And um, So there's definitely the burnout period, but knowing how to balance that and, and, uh, and I'm still figuring it out um, will help with that.
1: <laughs> that is definitely one of the things that I'm kind of coming to realize um, in my entrepreneurial Life is balance is kind of like a phantom word, and it's something that we should always strive for. But no matter what you're doing, um, if you're putting attention to one thing, something else is going to have to take the back burner for a little bit. And so I think balancing is more just like prioritizing and, and knowing when to prioritize what. And I think that, especially as women, we're really hard on ourselves and trying to balance everything from our business to our personal lives, our family lives, like all of it. We just want it to all be equally balanced. And it just, you can't grow in one area without suffering in another, um, is what I'm learning. And so it's really being able to prioritize and also like give yourself a break. Cause I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, like I said, to be perfect and well-balanced and you know, you gotta, you gotta let that go and just be your best self at the end of the day. Um, so I'm trying to segue into this next clip and I don't really know where I'm going with it, but what I do know is that you have to chase your passion
4: <laughs> and, uh, Miley couldn't have said it any more beautifully. Lately, I've been saying this a lot, and it's monetize your passion. Modernize and monetize your passion. When you find something that you're really good at and that you love doing, and you feel, if I wasn't doing this in my life, I'm not going to be happy or content, learn how to monetize that. And when I say monetize, it doesn't mean make money off of it. It really, to me, it means... How can I make a living off of doing what I love? Uh, Because then it doesn't feel like a job. It truly feels like a career. I loved the beauty industry, every aspect of it. And I found a way to monetize that passion, whether it was working with a mega corporation or doing that on my own as a solopreneur and an entrepreneur. I I put what I learned um, through the years to work and found something that I loved and I'm passionate about which is helping others and empowering them and monetizing that and then creating something that not only is benefiting me but also it's benefiting the hundreds of stylists that we have and the thousands of clients that we have so my advice would be to take a deep dive into what you love and what you're passionate about and learn to monetize that and modernize it, modernize it. How are people connecting with you today? Technology is uh, the wave of the future and it's not a trend. It is how people are connecting and it's how companies are connecting and, and modernizing what you do.
1: Absolutely. You've got to stay relevant, and technology definitely is the way of the future. And modernizing and monetizing, what it is that you love, is the key to happiness at the end of the day. So with that, Miley has done that so, so well and continues to innovate and modernize and monetize off of her passion, so I wanna know what's next for Miley Pacheco. As long
4: as I can continue to move forward in whatever facet I do, that's what's gonna be next for me. I don't know what tomorrow is gonna bring and I don't wanna count on it, because then it's that expectation, and if I don't do it, then I feel like I failed myself. Um, But what's next for me is to continue to connect with like-minded human beings that are passionate and love what they do and just really kind of radiate this embodiment of being you and being confident and and for me that's that's i think that's what's next for me is to continue on that journey connecting with people inspiring people and and um there are some things in the works so again more to come on that <laughs> be a boss Did
2: you a boss network
1: Many of you may or may not know, we did a giveaway on our Instagram just a few weeks ago and we announced the giveaway winner on our last podcast featuring AJ Crimson and now I get to introduce her to you and I'm a huge believer that everything happens for a reason and the podcast winner that we got is like, couldn't be more of a beauty boss. I'm so excited to introduce her today. Here she is. Tell us who you are and what makes you a beauty boss.
3: Well, hi. Thank you so very much for having me on this week. My name is Imani White. And I am a makeup artist here in DFW, but I'm also a blogger here in DFW. I am so extremely passionate about empowering our middle school generation of girls. And so I have created a blog called Dear Little Sister. And Dear Little Sister is a carefree community where I share tips and tricks from a big sister's perspective with a bunch of other middle school girls. And they ask quite a variety of questions, so it ends up feeling like this giant slumber party, and we have a great time together. That is so cool and so needed. And I saw that you just launched your
1: own podcast as well, right?
3: I did. I sure have. The podcast is called Ask Big Sister, and it is created to have our middle school generation of girls truly allow their voices to be heard. So every topic that is discussed, every question that is submitted is 100% from a genuine real life middle school girl.
1: That is a beautiful thing. What an impact that you're making and an audience that so many people don't speak to, which I think is amazing that you do that.
3: Absolutely. I I definitely was inspired to begin the blog with that in mind. I noticed that there are, if, if you look at any TV show, the main character is either an elementary school student or a high schooler, and there's no one to really represent all of the things that our middle school girls are going through because they're not quite children anymore, but they're blossoming to becoming young women, and they have such strong personalities and amazing creative ideas that I really think that we should bring some light to. Totally. And I remember my
1: middle school years were pretty awkward. It's that like in-between right stage. So definitely great <laughs> right. to have somebody cool to talk to. And I think that that's amazing <laughs> that you do that. So um, tell me, what is the beauty boss moment that you are the most proud of?
3: Oh my goodness. Um, I would have to say probably my most proud beauty boss moment actually happened last week. Um, I was able to travel to the South Bronx with a group of just incredible people. And for a whole week, I was honored to be able to teach the techniques that I have learned through the beauty industry to a group of young girls. And each day we went through skincare, heatless hairstyles, makeup 101, and we ended the week with a fashion show. And it was just incredible to see how just a few tricks from the beauty industry can really grow and develop a young woman's confidence with just a couple of tricks here and there.
1: <laughs> that is what I'm talking about, Imani. That is amazing. Not only are you a Thank beauty you. boss and you do beautiful work, but you really give back and make an impact in this community. And I think that there's not enough people like you out there. So I'm curious, you have to tell me, what's the best piece of advice someone ever gave you?
3: Oh my goodness. Um, well, I will say everyone in the beauty industry is actually incredibly kind. Um, but I would say Oh, I would have to say the, the best piece of advice that I ever received came from a dear mentor of mine. And she told me just simply to love what you do. So many things can distract us or make us feel defeated, especially in this industry. But when you are focused on doing what you love, you really are able to see a clear vision outside of your current circumstances. And I believe that if you know, if, if you're doing what you love to do, then you're doing what you were made to do. And if you're doing what you were made to do, then everything will fall into place.
1: That is awesome advice. I absolutely <laughs> love that. If you go after your purpose, I always say that even when your back's against the wall, if you're truly chasing your purpose, everything will always work out. So couldn't absolutely. agree more with you. And it's the best advice ever. I love, love, love it. So on the flip side,
3: <laughs> you care to share with us the worst piece of advice someone ever gave you? I would, oh, I, I would have to say, as you are, as you are going for your dreams, there, there, there may be one or two people that would like to be going after their dreams as much as you are. So you may get a few rude comments. Um, I would say the the worst piece of advice that someone ever gave me was to give up. And they said I should give up for many reasons. I was told that the beauty industry is too hard and it's too competitive to be able to maintain a successful career. And also I was told that I was too young to begin in the beauty industry. As someone who began makeup artistry at 17, I was definitely told that I lacked experience, maturity, or even the proper artistic eye for someone my age. Yet over the past five years, I have definitely learned that everyone has a place in this industry and that age truly is just a number because we can all definitely learn from each other.
1: I totally agree. I think too that like (laughs) a lot of times it's that young blood that's so attractive in the industry because it's that fresh eye that everybody's kind of like, ooh, like that's new, that's different to me. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. age is definitely irrelevant in this industry. And I started at the same age, actually. I was about 17 when I started in the industry and got this same exact feedback and definitely heard <laughs> that same advice that I should just stop mm-hmm. and that it'll never mm-hmm. turn into anything. And so... Yeah, being following and really listening to that best piece of advice that you referenced to kind of helps you stay clear of that and not give up. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you didn't because look at where you are now. You're doing amazing. That's so awesome. thank you, thank you so much. So, Amani, tell me what do you have in the works that our beauty boss listeners should look out for.
3: Um, well, I would say probably my, my biggest project I'm actually working on, two at the moment, one of which, of course, is continuing our podcast of Ask Big Sister, which anyone can find on SoundCloud. It's just at Ask Big Sister, and we, we pop up right there, and it's so much fun to be able to have seen how that's grown. I've had mothers write to me and tell me that... They listen to the podcast every week with their daughters, and it's this great experience that they get to bond together. So I've really been pouring into the podcast, and it's been amazing to see how it grows. And the second surprise that we have in the works is that we are actually working on creating T-shirts for the dear little sister blog i've been working with my team and a group of middle schoolers to create fun designs that they can wear proudly especially because they're about to go right back into school so now they have something fun that they can wear and it's all designed by them and it's going to be a a lot of fun there's definitely some glitter that's going to be involved
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well how can people find out about your shirts or learn more where can we
3: connect with you Oh, of course. Um, If you would like to see images from my favorite days as a makeup artist or read my blog or join us on Instagram or even have a link to our podcast, you can reach us at dearlittlesister.com. Or if you would like to contact me directly or submit a question that can be featured on our podcast, you can simply email me at imani at dearlittlesister.com.
1: I love that. And that's I-M-A-N-I at dearlittlesister.com. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Amani. Congratulations. Beauty Bosses, she is one to watch and one to follow. And if you want to be featured on our next podcast, make sure you're following us on Instagram at beautyboss.network. And that way you can keep an eye out for our next giveaway, and you could be the lucky winner. OMG, use a boss. Beauty Boss Network. So at the end of each podcast, I like to kind of take a minute to sort of summarize to me what the moral of our time together was, and for me to really sum it all up, this podcast— recurring theme was just go for it. Like, what are you waiting for? Stop waiting for the perfect moment, the perfect time. That's never going to happen. If you know that you are not chasing your life's calling, then you are doing yourself a disservice. And the world cannot benefit from you hiding your badassery. So get out there and just go for it. And sometimes you just have to jump and then build your wings on the way down and trust that even if your back is against the wall, if this is really your life's purpose, You're going to figure it out, and you're going to be okay. So remember, Beauty Boss, you were not born to just pay your bills and die. Like, how depressing and anticlimactic is that? You deserve to go for it so that you can break out, fall out, and blossom into the beauty boss of your dreams. This episode is brought to you by Mustave, more than makeup. My Mustave must-have of the week is my mood therapy mask. Boost your mood with a Mustave face mask. Check it out on their Instagram account at Mustave underscore USA. That's at M-U-S-T-A-E-V underscore USA.
0: Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network, are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, Chief of Everything, and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.